Hey everyone, I'm David Chalian, the CNN Political Director. This is the CNN Political Briefing. Here's what you need to know in politics for Thursday, October 27th. Democrats continue to be nervous that this midterm environment may simply be collapsing on top of them. This, as we cross the 13 million votes cast mark and some wild storylines emerging in some key battleground states. We've talked a lot about Georgia's critical Senate race on this podcast between Raphael Warnock, the Democratic incumbent senator, and Herschel Walker, the former college and professional football star who's making his uh, first run for office. It seems like we're going to continue talking about it because it is proving to be one of uh, the more colorful contests this cycle. We just got another allegation from a woman who is remaining anonymous that Herschel Walker and she had a relationship and that back in 1993, he urged her to have an abortion. Herschel Walker is a hypocrite and he is not fit to be a U.S. senator. He has publicly taken the position that he is, quote, about life, unquote, and against abortion under any circumstances, when in fact he pressured me to have an abortion and personally ensured that it occurred by driving me to the clinic and paying for it. This is now the second woman who has come out to say and allege that Herschel Walker urged her to have an abortion. Walker called this claim a lie, and he was on the campaign trail yesterday saying that he is just not going to allow himself to get mired into these allegations. Here he was yesterday on Fox News. This is a lie, and I, I've said it once, and I've moved on, my campaign and moved on, because we're worried about what the Georgia people are talking about. As you know, Walker also denied uh, the initial woman's allegations that he paid for an abortion uh, that she had. Republican elected officials and leaders have stood by Walker's side. Uh, Yesterday in Georgia, he was with Lindsey Graham throughout the day. Today, Senator Ted Cruz was by his side, all in signs of support for Walker's bid for the Senate. In Pennsylvania last night, John Fetterman took to the rally stage at a campaign event he was hosting with Dave Matthews' band helping him out there as well. And he addressed what he called in that debate the other night the elephant in the room, his unsteady performance due to his continued recovery from a near-fatal stroke back in the spring. Here was Fetterman addressing a crowd of supporters last night. Doing that debate wasn't exactly easy. What also something remarkable happened after that debate is that we've raised over more than $2 million after that debate. Fetterman campaign aides say they're going to take that $2 million raised since the debate and put it right into those negative ads against Mehmet Oz, highlighting this moment that he had in the debate when he talked about the issue of abortion. I want women, doctors, local political leaders, letting the democracy that's always allowed our nation to thrive to put the best ideas forward. And now, on the airwaves, a super PAC aligned with former President Trump, who, as you know, is backing Oz's bid for the Senate, 
has gone up with a new TV ad in Pennsylvania yesterday trying to lump Fetterman and Biden together and painting them as both unable to do the task that is required of them. Worst border crisis in American history, the worst crime wave in decades, the threat of nuclear annihilation, our economy collapsing. Joe Biden and John Fetterman aren't up to these challenges. Biden is stumbling around, and Fetterman just isn't right. Our economy is coming south. The Eagles are so much better than the Eagles. Biden and Fetterman, liberal, clueless, weak. Yet another strange headline in a battleground state, this time in Arizona, where Katie Hobbs, the secretary of state there, the Democratic nominee for governor in the state, says that her campaign headquarters was broken into earlier this week. Law enforcement confirmed the burglary to CNN. The Phoenix Police Department tweeted that an arrest has been made in connection with the burglary. Hobbs' campaign manager immediately connected the incident of the burglary at the campaign headquarters to the rhetoric coming from their opponent's campaign. Carrie Lake, the gubernatorial nominee on the Republican side, said that that was, quote, absolutely absurd. Are you really buying that? I can't believe that she would blame my amazing people, blame me for something like that. I don't even know where her campaign office is. I'm assuming it's in a basement somewhere because that's where she's been campaigning. Since we do not know the circumstances of who did this, exactly what was done, what the motivation was, Behind it, it seems that the Hobbs campaign manager may have gotten a little ahead with those kinds of allegations, but we await to learn all the details. It is true that according to the Hobbs campaign, she, the candidate, and her staff have faced hundreds of death threats and threats of violence over the course of this campaign. And up in the Granite State today in New Hampshire, where Democratic Senator Maggie Hassan is running for re-election and trying to hold on to her seat there against the Republican Don Bulldock. You remember he was the sort of anti-establishment Republican that won that primary, despite very popular Republican Governor Sununu endorsing his opponent in that primary. Well, Bulldock and Hassan had a debate today in New Hampshire where both the issue of abortion rights and election denialism came up. I want you to hear first this exchange between Maggie Hassan and Don Bulldock on abortion. I do not support, I do not support a federal ban either for or against abortion at the federal level. It is now a state issue. The problem with politicians like Don Baldick drawing arbitrary lines um, in terms of these decisions is that they can, in fact, harm women. And I think it is very, very concerning uh, that people don't trust women and their doctors to do to make these very complex and often tragic decisions together. And when Bolduc was asked about voting in New Hampshire, he gave an answer that suggested he was skeptical of how elections were being handled and run in the state. And finally, on the campaign trail today, President Biden scrambling at the end here to get right with the electorate in terms of economic messaging. So President Biden is up in New York today in Syracuse. In the 22nd Congressional District, now the 22nd Congressional District, uh, given redistricting, where a moderate Republican, John Katko, is retiring. So the seat is open, but it's currently Republican held. And Democrats believe they have a chance to actually pick up a seat here because this is a district that Joe Biden won between seven and eight points against Donald Trump back in 2020. And it's in deep blue New York. 
right? Well, remember, there aren't many places that Joe Biden is being welcomed on the campaign trail right now. So blue New York, that's the kind of place that he is sort of left to campaign in in these closing days of this midterm campaign. And if you also follow the money and see where Democrats are sort of performing triage now, pulling money out of districts that they've determined they simply cannot win and trying to pour more money to shore up others that have become more competitive lately, just as Republicans are pouring more money into districts that are in deeper Democratic territory. Those signs, Democrats retrenching like that and Republicans on the march with their dollars, that tells you the concern that Democrats have that a red wave may be building here. That's it for today's political briefing. Thanks so much for listening. And please take a moment and be sure to follow us wherever you get your podcasts. We'll talk to you tomorrow.